Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit on tonight's show. Uh, it is one of my favorites. We get to do our old faces, new places episode where we talk about some guys that we know who are heading to teams that uh, they have not been to before. Uh, but before we get to that, Mr. Kevin Reynolds, how you doing? Doing well, buddy. A uh, little tired as we were discussing. This is my uh, quote unquote crazy time of year. But we uh, keep on keeping on and here we are. Well, that that that's great. We apologize again for our hiatus. I know we uh, we missed a week, but like Kevin said, very very busy in the uh, when you are coaching and teaching tennis, uh, it's tough to keep a uh, a tight schedule in the summertime. We're talking 13, 14, 15 hour days. Difficult. I get it. We're going to make it happen, my friend. It's all good. Yes, sir. Uh, I tell you what, though, <laughs> I, I I have the opposite schedule this time of year. Being a teacher, I get to summer is my time to shine. I spend all day with my little man, sometimes a lady, uh, and just live the dream. So um, I'm busy other times of the year. This this happens to be your gig, but uh, it's all good, my friend. Before we get started with our old faces, new places, we have some serious free agents still available and i want to talk about a couple of them one of them being uh a guy that i know you love d hop deandre hopkins this guy uh was released what two three weeks ago maybe yeah even though he was suspended for the first six games last year he was still a wide receiver one in terms of points per game six of his nine games he had over 75 receiving yards he had one game where he went 12 for 159 against Minnesota. He was not extremely efficient, but he does not need to be a team's number one wide receiver anymore. Some of these teams out there, he could be, doesn't have to be. I got some some top spots for him, and I want to hear what you think about those, okay? I'll give you my thoughts on both from an NFL standpoint okay. and from ruining my fantasy football team <laughs> standpoint. I am going to skip Buffalo, Kansas City, and Philadelphia because they are the top three destinations for any and all free agents. D-Hop wants to go there because he wants to win a title. Those teams want him to go there because they want to win a title. But I got three off-the-record kind of spots. That said, How before about, you continue, of those three, KC's the only one that actually needs him. Well, quote unquote, would need him. I don't think they really need anyone. They won with ragtag last year. Yeah, Buffalo yeah, and right, Philly are right. pretty well set right now. Well, Buffalo. I mean, what's Buffalo have outside of Stephon Diggs? Yeah, Gabe Davis. Don't think so. Yeah, he does good enough. I, I'm just saying that they at least have one superstar already instead of just ragtag and hope one of these guys does something decent. Yeah, I mean, obviously the team with the best wide, the top three wide receivers is Philly. But can you imagine AJ Brown out there? Devonta Smith in this or AJ Brown in the slot, either one of those guys in the slot. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, that'd be that'd be scary. Um, but I got three more for you. Detroit Lions. I actually think I may have mentioned them previously when talking about him. I, uh, I, I we talk so much, man. I can't remember if it's 
on air, off air, whatever, but the Lions. How about Minnesota? They, they're number two right now is Jordan Addison, and a rookie who we don't know what's going to happen there. Plus, he's tiny. Uh, what about the Jacksonville Jaguars? They have Calvin Ridley. They have Christian Kirk, who's a slot guy. Who's the other guy on the outside? Those are three teams that I that I came up with that I thought would be very interesting fits. And they all have playoff aspirations. So Hopkins could find a reason to sign with those with those teams. Yeah, any of those teams would be good, I guess, from an NFL standpoint. Um, the Jacksonville, and I think they're pretty set. Because even their third is Zay right now, right? Correct. Well, I mean, as far as we know. I mean, they had a pretty good wide receiver core last year, and now they already now they have Ridley on top. Uh, Minnesota, now that would be interesting because that would free up JJ for a lot. Ooh, so, ooh, uh, things I've read ooh, said, have said KJ Osborne looks great, and right now he's actually probably still their number two till Addison grows a little bit and learns the offense. And I just saw, and this doesn't matter much to many folks out there, but Jalen Naylor who is their number four probably right now, has been looking great, which is awesome because if you've been listening to the show since last year, you know that I grabbed him in that XM Fantasy Dynasty League hoping that Adam Thielen left and he would take that spot. That didn't work out. They drafted Jordan Addison. But if he continues to show out well, uh, that could be a, a, a good investment on my part. It will be. So, yeah, I oh. want D-Hop to go somewhere where I'm going to get some stats. I don't care if he's the one, two, three. I don't really give a crap. As long as he can throw me up stats, so I've got him on a great deal, and I need some numbers. Right. Um, I don't want him going to the Patriots. Oh, my gosh, no. Uh, and as it stands right now, according to Spot Rack, um, the Detroit Lions have the sixth most cap room. The Minnesota Vikings have the ninth most cap room. So those teams, it wouldn't take too much finagling uh, to get him there. So just something interesting to think about. Um, next guy, Dalvin Cook. Everyone says he's washed up, but he was the RB10 last year. He had almost 1,500 total yards and double-digit touchdowns. I I look at his stats, and it, I just keep thinking, why is everyone so down on him? And I feel like we are. Um Last year was also the first time in his career he played every game during the season. That being said, he only had four weeks where he was an RB1, so he was sort of in a, a, a compiler. Um, and I know I said this on one of our shows about, you know, D-Hop, as we just talked about in the Cardinals, but the best team for Dalvin Cook to be on right now would be the Vikings. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen. Um, but what about... The Cowboys, if they brought him in to pair him with Tony Pollard, the Bears, who only have Khalil Herbert, Deonta Foreman, I think we talked about them last week, right? Or, or I posted about them on the on the on the Facebook page. The Rams with Cam Akers, I think the Rams actually have a good bit of cap space. Um, Didn't they just or, re-sign Sony Michelle though? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> They signed Sonny Michelle, but I have a feeling if they can sign Dalvin Cook, Sonny Michelle's going to the wind. Or what if the Raiders decide to rescind the tag? They they talk to Dalvin Cook. Cook says he'll come in on a team friendly deal, uh, pair him up with Jimmy G, Devontae Adams, and they rescind the tag on 
on Jacobs. Jacobs has not signed it yet. They can take that away and take Cook. Uh, I think any one of the Cowboys, the Bears, the Rams, the Raiders, that would be a little intriguing to see Devin Cook wearing any of those jerseys. Yeah, I mean he's gonna he's got to go somewhere. Uh, I think he's gonna chase money. I think where the difference here is D Hop wants to go somewhere where he can win. Cook just wants money. Uh, I read really, on like there's all this talk of him going to the Dolphins to enter their running back room with seventy five other it. people. Like really, I, I'm with you. The whole thing's money. The the thing why people are down on Dalvin Cook because he's never really lived up to the billing. He was supposed to be the second coming. And it just never really materialized. He was like RB2 and 3 in certain years. Long ago. What, five years ago? Four years ago? So I'm saying it just never, he never really ended up that spectacular. Like people would draft him in a top three pick and he never really put out the numbers that I think that that lived up to the billing. Uh, And to pay him like 12 to 14 million a year, nobody's going to do that. So. He might be one of these guys that's waiting until about a week before the season starts to actually sign with somebody. Fantasy, where do you want to see him? Dallas, Chicago, the Rams, or the Raiders? Chicago. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I was thinking the Raiders, if they rescind the tag with Jacobs, but I'll be honest, Chicago would be pretty intriguing. With Fields there. I know. And that new receiver group, Cole Komet, I think they could be – they're revamping that line. I think he'd be good, and he'd also get to play Vikings twice a year and have some revenge games. I don't think that was exactly a uh, amicable split. I I can get behind that. All right, I'm going to. I got a couple more I wrote here. Uh, I'm just pick one of these running backs: Fournette, Zeke, or Kareem Hunt. Just pick Kareem one. Hunt. All right. If I had so, to take one. He was what RB? Who even knows? Last year, I know that he had career lows in efficiency. Um, he's not going to be the guy wherever he goes. Nope. He, I think, he needs to play with a workhorse back, like he did with with Nick Chubb. He should only be used on third downs and the occasional series to give the lead guy a breather. And I got three teams that I think might be interesting to to sign Kareem Hunt. Tennessee with Derrick Henry, the King, Indianapolis with Jonathan Taylor, and um, who knows, maybe the rookie quarterback will be the leading rusher for that team. Hmm. Uh, not really, but and how about the Buccaneers? They got who they got? Rashad White is he going to be the lead back? Probably. Might be good to get a veteran guy in there to to help show him the ropes. And Rashad White, I feel like, is a similar type of back to Kareem Hunt, so they could they could play well off each other. What do you think? I don't know where I want him to go. His best days are behind him. Uh, he said he'll be nothing more than a role player, change of pace player. I mean, I really have no idea. Any place that needs a decent backup running back, you can catch. You name it, that's the place he should go. All right. Um, we're not going to talk about them, but there are tons of veteran – Offensive linemen and defensive players are still out there. If you, I mean, just Google it. Um, look it up. There are tons of guys, and you can just go in there and look at these names and salivate for some guys that you want your team to, to sign. I'll tell you one of my favorite free agents right now that's left is Chase Daniel. This guy has started five games. Quarterback, Chase Daniel, 
has started five games in 14 seasons. He's completed in 14 seasons a grand total of 186 passes. He has made $42 million. What a legend Chase Daniels is. My gosh. Chase Daniel, hats off to you, sir. You you have done it, man. You have done it. It's pretty crazy. It's a lot of money to not have to that's, really do much of anything besides run the scout team. That's the dream. You, so, like, I have a son. I don't want him to get hurt. It scares me to death. I've suffered many a concussion on the football field. So what do you want him to do, be quarterback? I don't think so. It's a lot of pressure, you know, and there's, there's some, the jobs are so limited. How about a kicker? Well, that'd be fine. He'd probably be safe, but there's, a, you know, a lot of in, or a, a lot of pressure involved in being a kicker. A lot of death threats if you miss a field goal. Long snapper would be great, but there's not a lot of money with long snapping. I'm telling you what, man, backup QB in the NFL, like Chase Daniel, hold a clipboard for 14 years, $42 million. My gosh, what a dream. Yeah, that, oh. that is a dream job. All right. You ready to move on to this old faces, new places deal? Let's do it, buddy. Awesome. I don't think this uh, is as exciting as other years. Uh, I agree. I do. Um, I tried to kind of do one player per position. Uh, didn't really get there. Um, but but I definitely got uh, I got two QBs. I got a wide receiver and a running back. Is that similar to what you have? Uh, I have two quarterbacks, a combined running back and a receiver. None of them, again, particularly exciting. I mean, I think the only person that really changed teams that's really exciting is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, well, interesting you say that because he's my first one. He was last year's QB 13 with his top three wide receivers being Alan Lazard, who had 60 catches, then a running back and a tight end. He also had the 17th-ranked defense. He now joins the New York Jets and has the fourth-ranked defense. Uh, and although he still has Alan Lazard because that was part of the deal, he also has Garrett Wilson. He's obviously one of the best sophomore receivers in the league. Uh, Rodgers is going to be 40. But if he's even just a facilitator in this offense, he probably should be a QB1. Why would he just be a facilitator? Uh, oh, I'm not saying that he will be. I'm saying even if he's just a facilitator, he should be. Yeah, because we've I mean, talked on here before that people act as though he's washed up. He was a freaking MVP two years ago. Right, right. Actually, like we talked about his numbers last year. Most For most quarterbacks, that's like, that's like their dream year. That's the best year of their career. It's just since it's Aaron Rodgers, he's expected to throw 58 touchdowns, three picks. And if he says one thing the press doesn't like, he's vilified. Well, it's his fault for being so good previously in his career. I guess I guess I can buy that. All right. So last year, the Jets threw the ball 627 times. It's about 60 times more than the Packers. Do you see the Jets passing the ball more or less now that they have Rodgers? Hmm. Well, it could open up. It's going to actually open up their running game. But what do they really have to run? Because I still don't think every, everything's saying Brees Hall. It's going to be like J.K. Dobbins. They're going to pretend he's ready. They're going to run him out there. He's going to do crap. And he's not going to be good till probably about week eight. He should also be better 
or the Jets should be better than they were last year, so they shouldn't have to throw as much. I right. actually think I actually think the Jets are going to throw less than they did last year. I just think they're going to be able to be more efficient, much more efficient yeah. now that they have a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Well, I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think having him opens up the running game. So I agree with you. I think they'll still throw less, partially because he's there. And they still have Corey Davis. Wasn't Corey Davis like a number four overall pick or something crazy? Yeah, there's okay. I mean, there, you hear ago. rumors every other week that he's going to get traded. But um, why not so, keep man. those guys? Give them, give them the weapons to throw to. Right. And then if Brees Hall comes back with anything, that's all of a sudden one heck of an offense. All right, who you got? My first one was Derek Carr. He was poor last year. Highest interception rate of his career, lowest completion percentage, but still way better than anything the Saints had. I think he just had to get out of Vegas. It was one of those deals of, even if he had a good year, it was just time for a a new place, a new venue, so that he can uh, come along. I love that they brought in John Gruden to work with him just to slap Goodell and the rest of the NFL in the face. Loved it, because Goodell, or not Goodell, but Gruden is stupid as what he is, was what he did. Didn't deserve being just thrown to the wolves the way they did. So, so Goodell could shift blame for some other things on Congress there. Um, I just don't know how it how it couldn't improve the Saints. Wow. Okay, the Saints. Yes. Do you think Carr is going to be a better fantasy quarterback? He wasn't great last year. Right, he's QB seventeen. Yeah, last year, and that was with Devontae Adams. Now, gr- granted, he has Chris Olave and the ghost of Michael Thomas. Um, he was middle of the pack accuracy. He only scored twenty fantasy points or more three times. Russell Wilson did it four times, and we know how terrible Russell Wilson was last year. Um, I don't see Derek Carr making it to any of my fantasy teams. I would I wouldn't mind having him as a backup, but yeah, I'm not. He's not a guy that I'm taking anywhere in the first 12, 13 rounds of a redraft league. But he is an yeah. uh, old face in a new place. He is. It's and I, I got to put up or shut up here, so he uh he better get down there and put up. I'll um I'll keep the quarterback train rolling here. Mine's going to be quick and simple. I talked about him last show, Baker Mayfield, man. Uh 2020 Led the Browns, 11-5 record, 3,500 passing yards. Let me stop you. touchdowns. I can never figure out with you. It's like one week you hate the guy. He's the worst thing that's ever happened in the NFL. The next week he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Where do we currently stand your thoughts on him? On Baker Mayfield? Listen, he's in a new place. It's an old face. I get it. Right, right. But a new place. But as soon as you start talking about him, you have this shit-eating grin on your face. You start chugging a little bit more of your mule. So I'm just like, does he think he's going to be starting to do some commercials again? Or is this guy going to be holding a clipboard by week seven? I know what you're going to say, which is why I start smiling. I know it's going to ruffle your feathers just a bit. Um, I'm not going to get you too fired up here. I don't need you cursing yourself off the airways. But... um, yeah, man, I'm telling you, I really think Baker Mayfield. Now, I'm, I'm not gonna. He's not gonna be a QB anywhere. I, I have him ranked higher than Derek Carr right now. Uh, he's got Mike Evans, who's not that washed up. Although his current 
ADP says that he is. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got Rashad White can catch passes out of the backfield. I'm listen. I I I bet he's a top fifteen quarterback. Talking to you about football is just brutal at times. <laughs> I mean, you, the way you talk about Mike Evans now, it's I, I just don't even know what to say anymore. Because if anybody listening don't know the history, I guess they've heard rumors and stories hearsay of your past hatred for the man. Ah, uh, Mike but Evans. The, the fact Hate is, of my he's, existence. he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's he's put forth like his first what eight nine years here is put forth some of the most gaudy numbers in the history of the NFL. Kevin, and he's got a Super Bowl. Yep. You let me come around to players on my own terms. Okay? okay, it took me it took me seven years to come around to Mike Evans, but we've made it. Uh, give us your your last quarterback. I went with Jimmy G. Only because Jimmy G's a winner. He missed so much of last year. He was doing well. What he played, what, 12 weeks, I think? 12 games. Um anywhere he goes, he wins. It's just the way it is. When it was in New England, uh well, I know he didn't have a huge sample size there, but he wins in San Francisco. The best thing about it is how interesting is this whole foot thing, how they converted that money. And now everything's saying he should be ready in time, that the surgery went well. But then the whole thing of Brady, if he potentially didn't work out, but then Brady would need those 24 uh, owners to sign on for him to become the quarterback of the Raiders. It could get so juicy. I wonder how many people will draft Brady in a, in a redraft league like what percentage of people just in this pipe dream, like they take him with their 17th pick, this pipe dream that perhaps he'll he'll be playing for the Raiders at some point this year. I don't know what the answer to that is, but I can tell you in the SiriusXM Fantasy Host Dynasty League, uh, I have not dropped him. And I he will hold a roster spot for me. Most likely this whole season, and we'll see about next. But I counted him out so many years, and I'm just – I'm not going to do it again. Well, one, I don't know the, what – the, the one thing with him is that since he will officially be, you know, a minority owner in the Raiders, is if he is to come back, that's the only team he could play for. You can't have right. part ownership on a team and then play for another team. But he could Perfect play for team. the Raiders. And why – we talked on another show. Why wouldn't 24 owners do it? Vote for it. It's a moneymaker. They're in the business of making money. They'd be stupid to not. All right. Negatives for Jimmy G. He's only started a full season once. He has yep. never thrown for 4,000 yards. He did throw for 27 touchdowns in 2019. He was still only the QB 14 in that season. Uh, however, last year he was fourth in yards per attempt and completed 56% of his passes while under pressure. That's actually pretty impressive. Um, he has Devontae Adams. I get it. Still, as far as fantasy goes, I'm not touching this guy. Yeah, it depends. Again, I, I'd love to have him as my backup. Yeah, I don't really, I don't want him starting. Although my league of record is a 16 team league, I could see a team taking a chance and not yeah. necessarily starting every week, but at least yeah. if they had two, two lower ranked quarterbacks that they didn't spend a lot of money on. I could see situational 
starting from him in my league. Yeah, if we're talking, man, I'll have to look at my rankings and see, but 16-team league, he might be close to that. He, I'll check it out. He's uh, but going, before I do that. Where is he here? He's going as the as tier five, the 26th behind like Stroud, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett. Doesn't even make sense. Well, maybe there's part of the he might get cut built into that. Yeah. I don't know. Rodgers is 15th now, 15th quarterback. I'm so that seems silly. Just ahead of Russell silly. Wilson, Anthony Richardson, and Derek Carr. Carr's 19. I think I think Wilson and Rodgers should be up there just a little bit. All right. One guy that I'm, I'm pretty sure you're excited about as well is Calvin Ridley. Um, yes, another one of my receivers. I'll be honest. He's he's old, and he's smaller than I thought. He's 6'1", 190? That's smaller than Justin Jefferson. And I did not realize that because when I watched the games, Ridley looks bigger than that. Jefferson looks smaller, but nope, I look, I looked it up. And from what I found, uh, Kevin Ridley is smaller than Justin Jefferson. Uh, Ridley was a 24-year-old rookie in 2018, so he'll be 29 this season. But he hasn't played since week five of 2021. Or maybe, yeah, that's the last time he played. Um, he's well-rested. So that's a that's a positive. Uh, and he was wide receiver four in fantasy uh, the last full season he played. And you could argue that a third-year Trevor Lawrence is better than a late-career Matt Ryan for him. So he could be playing with the best quarterback he's ever played with. Um, I am higher on Calvin Ridley than uh than most and and i'm okay with that i'm willing to take that gamble yeah that's what i did in my league of record the last week you could pick up players and assign long-term contracts people in the league had forgot he existed because he didn't play for a year and a half yeah um and i'm like he's out here so i gave him three years at the minimum salary like why not if at worst i dump him and lose beans on my salary cap but if he hits, man, even if he's like my number three, even if he's just because we, we have two, um, you have to play one, what, one running back, two receivers, one tight end, and two flexes in my league. So I can play four wide receivers any given week. And here's the deal. It, when you have a setup like that, a, a, as I do as well, because most of my leagues, I have two wide receivers, two running backs, and then I have two flexes. So same deal, right? Um if Calvin Ridley is the wide receiver one for Jacksonville and that offense with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, one of those spots is definitely his. Oh, well, so yeah. it's worth it. hundred percent. And I'm paying beans for it. So I can spend all my right. money. The other place so I have him, I have OBJ, I have D hop. I have all these guys. I have Pickens, and I have um, Amari Cooper. So a lot of it will be matchups. But I have great deals for all of them, so I can spend huge this year on a quarterback and a tight end. It's a great gamble. You yeah. have a wide receiver. Well, and I have Olave too. too. But and and then you have a wide receiver also for your old places, oh, yeah. new places, right? Um, for that I picked Mr. DJ Moore. The the it's funny. Oh, and uh, fantasy pros they actually call him 
you know, the the, the new Allen Robinson, because he really is just nobody to throw to him. Um, and his numbers overall overall weren't great. And he had that one huge play last year. That's all you guys, half the guys in the once and done league. You played DJ Moore in that game where he didn't do a lot, but then he caught that like sixty-five yard touchdown that I don't even remember who it was against, but they decided they just weren't going to Falcons. cover. Wasn't it Atlanta? It was Atlanta, wasn't it? It was Atlanta, yeah. And uh so he ended up getting like nineteen points on one freaking play. Um but dude, I, I really I have high hopes for Chicago's offense. The more I look at it, the more high hopes I have. I don't think it's gonna be top five, but I think it's gonna be nothing like the crap that they were putting out on the field last year. I think they could really turn things around there. Okay. Real football, Chicago's offense, yes. How do you feel about DJ Moore in fantasy? Yeah, I think he could still end up being a top 20 guy. Oh, that's, that's so perfect because that's what he is. He's yeah. been like 22, 18, 21. Yeah, I think right. he still, I just, still can be. Okay, you threw him out here and I wasn't sure how you felt about him. Um, no, I'm not. As, I don't have these. I don't have him on any of my teams. not like I think he's this going to be the magical top five guy this year. I don't think that. But I, I don't see how it can't it can't get much worse than last year. Well, I'm not sure. Last year, the Panthers threw the ball 457 times with a 58% completion percentage. DJ Moore had less than 900 yards receiving. Last year, the Bears, they threw the ball 377 times at almost the same completion percentage. It was 59%. Chicago threw the ball less than any other team by far. And if you gave Chicago a hundred more pass attempts, they'd still be 29th in the league in the amount of time. Yeah, but ball. it's all going to change. They've already I don't think changed so. that offense. Uh, why? Who who says? I think they says because they don't want Justin Fields. They can't trust his 62-yard uh, rushing touchdowns all the time. Telling you, things are changing. You wait and see, big boy. I don't think they can trust his arm either just yet, my friend. Well, maybe not, but I, I think things are changing. I think Chicago is going to be a much improved offense this year. All right. But again, we I need... think he's going to end up like 15 to 20. If he stays healthy, he could be 15 to 20. I don't think he's going to be number seven. All right. So if you had to bet money, would you bet more money on the fact that he was going to be a wide receiver two. So obviously 13 to 24, or if he was going to be a wide receiver three, 25 two. to, oh two. man, I'd bet three. I bet he's going to end up as a wide receiver three. Well, you got to do what you got to do, big boy. This is exciting. How did the wide receivers last year for Chicago do? Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool? I don't know that any of them played more than about eight games. Well, okay. there you have it. But they also uh, aren't DJ Moore. That's true. Okay, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you. I I actually have always really liked DJ Moore as a as an individual player. He just hasn't lived up to the expectation. He hasn't had a lot of a chance. Uh, well, play for okay. trash. Look at the numbers he's put up playing for trash. And now he's with Justin Fields, a run first quarterback. We'll see how things go, buddy. Telling you, it's a it's a better all around team than what the crap he's been playing on. Right, I got a running back. Uh, I'm pretty sure you love him as much as I do, Miles Sanders. Right, 
You're on. I do love him. Yes. Okay. I thought so. We just get irritated with the situation. Yeah, that's because you know I'm mad that he doesn't get the ball. But I tell you what, he's the guy in Carolina, man. Chuba Hubbard has proven that he is just a guy, a jag. Uh, and with the rookie quarterback and one of the worst wide receiver groups in the league, he may be, could be, the guy uh, that this offense runs through. He's got a five yards a carry career average. He's got a season with 50 catches and over 500 yards receiving. His rookie year, he did that. Frank Reich, head coach of the Panthers, has kind of been a one running back guy since becoming a head coach in Indy. It's either been Jonathan Taylor or it's been Marlon Mack. Go back and look at the stats. There's been a legit one running back guy in his offenses. We're going to have to keep our fingers crossed that it's our boy Miles, man. But uh, I think it's going to be. And I got I got high hopes for him. Yeah, I'm so pissed off because I got him last year in my league for a really good price. But I didn't give him multiple years. Because I knew they just waste him in Philly, and nobody expected him to have the season he had last year. But man, I wish I'd have gave him extra years and have him now. But for me to keep him now, I'd have to franchise him, and that's an untenable number in in my league of record for a but guy that listen, might not do that much. Yeah, right. But as long as your league mates don't listen to this podcast, they you might be able to get him for cheaper than you think. Maybe. He's currently going they're, as like RB nineteen. They're not stupid. That he'll he's gonna he'll definitely for a lot more this year than he did last year. One because of his situation. Two because of the stats he put up last year. Um, but yeah, it's definitely he's gonna go for a lot less than what it would cost for me to franchise him. So I just have to take the chance and maybe get him back. If I get him at a decent price, I'll go for it. If he gets too high, I'll say he's all yours. Fair enough. That's what you got. That's what you have to do in an auction league. It really is. You yeah. you spend big uh, on a guy that you really feel strong about. A guy like him, though, that it could be up and down. I just I can't you can't get too crazy then. And our last player on our old faces new places episode is Swift Penny. Okay, you can't even play by the rules. No, it's Swift Penny. Wait. That's I have an argument. Segue. Uh, no, no, I have an argument. I have an argument. My argument is Penny Swift. I mean, I can go with either. I like Swift Penny, but Penny Swift, I don't care. That sounds yeah, more like a Penny clown. Swift. That sounds. What was he, Pennywise? I don't know. I don't watch that nonsense. It. Penny Swift. It. I I I know what you're saying. I just don't watch that nonsense. <laughs> what is wrong with you what do you mean by nonsense you don't watch movies anymore what is- nah, horror movies it's just it's too much people people have really screwed up minds and i can't what are you by. watching chalk a lot and love actually chalk a lot is that a thing it's chocolate <laughs> what? that is chalk a lot it's one of those fancy movies from years ago won the oscar i think Obviously, I haven't seen that. Yes, I love you. Is that uh, your new cam? Oh, I've probably seen that. I'm sure. Oh, Lord. Nonetheless, Swift Penny will be replacing Miles Sanders. And I think together they'll do well. But like you said, I wouldn't want either of them on my fantasy team. 
unless they're like my running back four. Yeah, but oh, I man, I'm Penny. I cannot stop thinking about a healthy Penny in this offense. Yeah, he got the screws put to him. No, he he didn't. It's his fault for not staying healthy. If this guy could stay on the field, he would be uh, he'd be Nick Chubb. Did if you see guy... that? Did you see that Swift last year was fourth in fantasy points per touch? Uh, fourth. I did in the whole league. I did fantasy it. points per touch. I did not. I also probably believe it. It's just he only because... had like seven touches. Oh, right, right. He would do these ridiculous things to the games. And then, then he gets hurt. I mean, well, I, I'm looking at some right now that says he was third in fantasy points per opportunity. I don't I don't know how that – I mean, that's got to be fantasy points per he touch, right? He just doesn't I get mean, many because he's, he's never on the field. He's second going 25th, then he's going 35th. You pretty much – if you draft one, you have to draft the other. I don't – have oh, to. Man. Don't I don't you? think so. Ooh, I don't know. I don't think so. Why? Because one or the other is always going to be hurt. Then the other one's your starter that week. But what about the six games that they're both healthy? There's, you, not, there's not going to be that many. You start both. There's not going to be that many. Swift only missed like three games last year. Yeah, but he played bits and pieces of others. He's a he's a pansy. Right, but you didn't know. But you didn't. No, no, nah, but I'm just problem. saying, if you have one, you have to have the other. That's all I'm saying. I don't want either of them. I would have loved Penny had <laughs> Swift not got traded there, but uh, if you take one, you've got to have the other. I just Rashad Penny with this offensive line. I mean, he might be untouched for four yards, and the fact that he averages almost six yards a carry yeah. for his career. My gosh, the things that he could do. And this is this is where I got to pump the brakes. Hey, Whoa. Hey, there's that a mute button. Out of nowhere. There is a, there is a mute button. I dig um, There was no time for that, buddy. It's okay. It's all right. Wow. That um, was intense. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so Rashad Penny with this offensive line, I just – I had to pump the brakes because – Thinking about what could be is making me put him higher on my rankings than he should be. And as the summer goes on, well, plus you're a homer. Listen, you, I think you know this. Any Eagles player, except for last year's Jalen Hurts, I drop a round or so in my rankings just to be sure. I take out any bias. So I, know. I just, I just like get under your skin. Uh, uh, listen, I know, I know. Uh, and I know you hate your Ravens. So yeah, uh, there's that too. There's not, there's not a, I've got OBJ, but again, that was just a throw, a dart throw for a guy that nobody had on their team. Cause he wasn't playing. Um, I don't know that there's a single guy on, on the Ravens. I actually want on my team. Maybe Mark Andrews, but only if it's for yeah. an extremely friendly price. You want Lamar too? No, he'll go for way too much money. Well, I, I can't, I can't spend that kind of money for him. a guy who misses you, seven games a year. You want him? You're just not willing to pay the price that. No, I don't think he's worth it. He's too up and down in games. He misses too many games. Okay, 
And now that they want to throw more, I don't, I, if, if, if that comes to fruition, he's going to lose six, seven points a game from his rushing totals. He always puts up. And, and from, if I'm drafting him based on just throwing, and I don't know that I really want him at all. Well, I do appreciate that you're not like most of the Ravens fans who hold tight to that MVP season he had three, four what years ago. What a joke. Now nah, the Ravens are going to go like 10 and 7. They'll lose in the first round of the playoffs. That's just what we've grown to accept now. So I got to tell you, I, I, I brought him up right now just because we were talking about it, uh, my rankings. And currently again we it's it's june so these will change but uh i have rashad penny as my rb 23 right now and i don't know if you have our nor we use fantasy pros normally but if you have their adp up i guarantee you that's far higher than what their ecr rankings are that's what i'm saying uh, penny right now 35 Swift, right so 35 to 23 He's going to wind up. And Swift is 25. You've got him higher than both of them. Well, I got Swift at 26. So I got Swift about right. Okay. But I got, I think Penny's a lead dog, man. And I got him up at 23. So um, I'll probably end up, he'll probably end up as my RB3 because I'm sure I'm going to be higher on some of these other guys and I'll end up getting someone and I'll be lower on some as well. Like right now, where do you think I have Miles Sanders? What, what, where's I, I told you Miles Sanders is currently 19. I have him at 12 I, right now. Dude, I was just going to say 12. Do um, you have him at 12? But I've seen places that have him that high because they think, no, no, no. yeah, because of the volume, just simply because of the volume that they think he's go- could. Now, by saying that, I shouldn't say that he actually says he's number 12, but that he could has a good chance of RB1 numbers simply because of the volume and how that. And when you said earlier they might run the offense through him, who the hell else are they going to run it through? Adam Thielen? Like, I don't know who else they'd run it through. I have him at RB12, and I'll be honest, I don't see him dropping lower than that on my personal rankings. No, I think Um, it makes sense. We love him, and volume, volume, volume on this, this offense. Can I tell you something that's also crazy on my wide receiver rankings? Where do you think I have Calvin Ridley? Where's he at on Fantasy Pro stuff? You go ahead and look him up while I tell you that I have Calvin Ridley. Okay, hold on. Don't say. Okay, I'll wait. They have him at 23. A lot of things I've been reading saying he could potentially put up wide receiver one numbers. But I'd say you probably have about 15 or something. I have 13. 13. Yeah. So – let me before we get out of here because we don't have anyone else to cover. We're gonna we're gonna scoot, but I have a very important question to ask you. So I listen to, I mean, I listen to quite a few podcasts. I like to get as much information as I possibly can. Um, I create my own information, which is what I use for this podcast. Ninety percent of the information I use on this podcast comes from my own personal research, but. I like to hear what other people have to say. Um, And I keep hearing many pundits and fantasy professionals, quote, 
saying that if you have someone ranked, you know, let's say you have someone ranked two rounds higher than they're supposed to go, that you don't draft them there. You should wait until you get them where they're supposed to go. So let's say, for instance, I have Miles Sanders at RB12, but he's going as RB19. They're saying I don't draft him as RB12. I take somebody else and then wait a little bit and then get him. How do you feel about that? Well, that's actually the correct way to do it. Why? Because if – as far as that goes, because you want that higher rank guy that's going to be going by then anyway – so you get that higher rank guy that you everybody expects you to do well, and you probably do too, and then you still get the value for your guy where he is. That said, it's so much more than that because you have to know the people in your league. You have to know it has to do with the format. It has to do with so many things. And and by two rounds, it depends what you're saying. If you're going to take a guy in the first round that's going in the third round, that's just stupid. But if you're taking a guy in the ninth round that's going in the 11th round, well, that makes a lot more sense because now we're all more muddled. So so it depends on where the two rounds are. Does that make I, sense? So the very last thing you said, yes, that makes sense. But for me, if I have done the research, if I've put in the work and I believe that player A, I have him ranked way above all these other people, I'm not going to draft a player that I have ranked below him before I take him because everyone says I should. I disagree with that. I think if you have done the work and you if you think that Calvin Ridley is wide receiver 13, who I'm looking at, and Garrett Wilson, who everyone has as wide receiver 10, is sitting there, you should take Wilson. I disagree. You have Wilson at 15. You have Ridley at 13. You may be able to get Ridley in the next round, possibly. But you don't know that. If you have Ridley ranked higher than Wilson, you take Ridley. Okay, well, you, you do what you got to do. I need you. I need a little more feeling behind this. I, just, I just told you that taking guys just because you have a hunch that they're going to be great. No, it's Two not rounds a hunch. early. That's just stupid. It doesn't make you any did sense. The work. Doing the you work did doesn't the... mean dog shit until they go play. You can maneuver any stats in the world around all you want. It doesn't make it so that it's going to be so. If you told you... me I have a crystal ball and my crystal ball told me that he will be the number 12 guy, then of course you should go ahead and take him. So you would rather rely on what other people say than how you feel. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't saying. really care what other people say. I care what I think my league mates are going to do. And if I think that this guy is not going to go until the ADP tells them to draft this person or the in my league of record, the amount of money they would be, then I'm just I can wait and get other value up higher instead of taking this guy too early and then being left with crap when my pick comes around two rounds later. It doesn't make any sense. You're, you're simplifying this thing to fit your argument, but this isn't a simple thing. No, no, no. You, All right. It is not a simple thing. How, but I do agree with your argument of knowing your league mates. 
if I know they're not going to take that guy, then I don't have to take him there. But you're right. If you think somebody's going to snake him from you, then yeah, you should take him a little early. Two rounds early, like taking him in the second round instead of the fourth, that's excessive. But again, if it's like uh, taking a guy like in the eighth instead of the tenth, I'm 100% behind that. So this is a guy you really do feel strong about. But but generally speaking, you there's so much more that goes into this than just the rankings you have written down on your computer. I can buy that. So right now, what we're talking about, where does a 13th ranked receiver? I'm just throwing it out there. I have to count really the 13th. Where, where does that receiver go? 13th, we talk in middle of the end of the second? Oh, man. That's probably. Nah, I'd say more like third. No, I don't think so. The receivers that would are only going be 11. That would only be 11 running backs. 13 receivers, and that's if you don't even throw in either of the tight ends and, or some idiot in your league doesn't take Patrick Mahomes in the first five picks. <laughs> so that that would be pushing it. But it could happen, but it would be a league that was really drafted, and we know leagues draft heavy running backs early because you, have, you sort of have to. All right, so I'm looking here. All right, so it's looking like wide receiver 13 is going at pick 28. So yeah, we're so looking middle at... of the third round. Yeah, all right. So that's fine. Just because right. of the simple numbers of the running backs, and then you throw in Travis, Kelsey, and Mark Andrews are going to go in those first two rounds. So so you're, you're starting to get hard to get 13 receivers in 24 picks then. Yeah, I got you. All right, sir. You got anything so what, else? Where were you going with that? I'm, I don't. I don't know where. Yeah. So well, okay. So what I was going to say is, so let's say I have uh, Calvin Ridley at 13, right? So that would be the middle of the third round, round said, yeah. right? Or he was going to go as they have a middle of the fourth. That's only one round. Well, yeah, but so, that's not what you asked. You said two rounds, right? In the beginning of the draft, you're okay with that. But as the draft goes on later, we have to shift our 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 mindset. Well, yeah, you always have I, to, right? Yeah, I agree with that. And I, other and, things are like sometimes it's just a guy that somebody wants as their favorite team. Sometimes it's a guy because it's the backup of like Ale- Alexander Madison always goes a round or two earlier than you expect because the Dalvin Cook owner knows they have to have him. Obviously, that's over now, but all those things matter. And again, is this a donator that's picking? Is this? Some of the solid guys in your league, you know, all those all those things really do matter. And you know over time, you know how guys draft. And that's it. Well, that's the thing with fantasy drafts. You get you get that one guy in. It's like uh it's like playing poker, Texas Hold'em. If if you're playing with a bunch of professionals, anyone can win. But if you're playing with like seven professionals and and two guys who don't know what they're doing, there's two guys that don't know what they're doing come out on top sometimes because they Everyone's don't they don't do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, every once in a while, yeah, they throw a real cog in the works. Long term, those guys get slaughtered, but you're right. Oh, in the yeah, short sure. term, they can win. Yeah. And it happens even in fantasy. You have a guy that drafts a team that looks like it would be a bad team in a 50-team league, but it ends up winning tight the ends. title. <laughs> yeah, they draft, you know, they draft a quarterback with the number hey, one overall pick. Then they draft I think a tight I have end. A- before we get out of here, I think I have a perfect example. Good for it. In a league that I was running, 12-team league, you drafted two tight ends in the first four picks, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even remember. And you won the title. I think you drafted Oh, you're right. Gronk. I did because I played them every week. 
you drafted Gronk in the second, and you drafted uh, Julius Thomas, OJ, yeah, in the in the fourth, right? Yeah, and I just played them both most of the season. And guess, you played yes, one OJ was your uh, yeah. juice was your um, flex, yeah, and it worked out. You won the just the way the way the draft was going. It was the the smart move at that point, and I was stealing a top five tight end from any other team. Well, until. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, about week eight or nine, I decided I I desperately needed a tight end. Oh yeah, we did it. Yeah, I traded you. I don't even remember who it was for Julius Thomas, and then Julius Thomas decided he didn't want to play football anymore, <laughs> and I got absolutely hosed, and you ran on to a, a fantasy championship. So, uh, so that's another thing. Sometimes we draft somebody around early just because we know he's going to be great trade fodder later on. No, we don't actually do that. I know we life. don't really, but it would be cool. It's cool to pretend. <laughs> well, it worked out. Good it for did. you. All right. Anything else, sir? I'm pretty good. Dude. It's it's so weird that it's June 22nd because it just doesn't seem like it. Like football's right around the corner. I know. I, I just don't have time to breathe. So I just, I looked today. I was like, it's the freaking 22nd already. Like, Many camps are starting. The fifteenth is the franchise deadline. This, that, and the other. All these things are starting to happen. Players are threatening to hold out. It's not my favorite. We, we've got football in in about ten weeks. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I need to be out of work as long as possible. Well, you've got. When do you guys get back? I don't even know. I I don't want to look because it gives me anxiety. Get back to twenty third here. So Alexander's I, got I, quite some time. All right. Well, everyone out there listening and watching, thank you so much. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube, uh, Twitter sometimes. Uh, He's Kevin. I'm Bobby. Thanks a lot, y'all. See ya.